Hello and welcome to this episode of the Harder to Kill podcast brought to you by Warrior Strength and Conditioning. I am your host, Coach Shannon. I'm going to go ahead and get right into it and introduce my guest and it's Pat Walsh today. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are we doing? <laughs> um, I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's a nice morning. A yeah. Chilly, so it's yeah. Sunday morning. It's beautiful out um, and this is like what your only free time. Uh, yes, it's kind of squashed in between some things, but yeah. Yeah. So basically busy guy, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Like you optometrist, right? Mm -hmm. At vision center. So I know that much. Yep. 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 Kind of the origin (laughs) story. Uh, Yeah. So so I grew up in Southwest Iowa, a little town called Creston. Um, I've heard of that. Have you really? Yeah. A lot of people haven't. So yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm from small town, Iowa. So just, I hear of other small towns. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so there, I mean, sports was my, my life. I did, I did did football, basketball, baseball, soccer. Um, I was in Taekwondo. Um, I just all throughout high school that that's, that was my life. Basketball and football. I know you're super into the soccer. Yeah, I, I am see now. You on especially. your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I am now. I, I was in high school, kind of got away from it, and now I'm. I have never really watched soccer a day in my life. No, I have no. I don't even know. Kids didn't play. Kids no, didn't play? no. Yeah. Where where I went to school, there. I mean, you can play soccer on Muscatine, right? Uh-huh. Like oh, yeah. Muscatine's like big Huge soccer here. culture, yeah. but. Like where I live, like, I mean, there's no soccer, like you could, I, my parents could have maybe drove me into Muscatine for that, but that just wasn't like the culture. So it wasn't available at my school. So it was just never a thing that I did. And so I've literally never, I've just never been involved with it at all. Like our school still doesn't offer it. Right. So I could definitely bring my kids into Muscatine to play it, but it's just since I never played it, I never even thought to like do that. And so my we have never i have never i don't know anything yeah it's a great sport it's great sport you run a ton and yeah well i mean i have friends obviously whose kids are like way into the soccer and we have people you know that coach it and like have the soccer background here too so i've definitely been more exposed to it recently but i just know nothing about it so well if you need a team to cheer for liverpool oh okay okay so yeah there you there you go i'm gonna make half the listeners mad with that and then a couple of them happy yeah and then most people are like no idea no idea who that is so um anyway all right so go on don't so a lot of sports um in my background um, and then, um, my junior year, no senior years, first game of senior year, um, I was playing football and got a concussion. Um, Ooh. and so that was my, actually my third one within a very short amount of time. I'd gotten one the year prior in wow. football, one in soccer, and then I got one in football again, my senior yeah. year. And so since they were so close together, the recommendation was, Hey, you know, you better just kind of shut it down. That's probably what's best. Cause if you get another one, there could be a lot of problems. And so at that point, that's when I quit playing football and um, just focused on um, other sports, basketball, soccer, that type of thing. Man, do you have thoughts about that? Because um, I know that they've just been doing tons of studies on like CTE and all that stuff with like head injuries and the long-term effects. And um, football is a violent sport. You know, it's one of those things to where I can see where you might be like conflicted about it as a parent wanting your kid to play like on some level, 
you know, everybody has, well, you have kids now, which we'll talk about, but <laughs> everyone has these aspirations for their children, right? Like, oh, they're going to be oh, a yeah. football star and stuff. Yep. But, you know, most people just like play in high school and that's like the end of their, you know, experience with yep. it. And it just, you know, sometimes you wonder if it's worth it. Um, my brother injured his knee in uh, his freshman year of high school mm-hmm. and like has had lifelong issues with this, had to have major <sighs> knee surgery, That's like to tough. repair like over the years. And, and, um, my brother was a, is an avid guitar player. And he's like, what yeah. if I hurt my hands and I can never play guitar again? So it was more important to him. So he quit playing football. Like my brother-in-law had a concussion. He had amnesia for weeks and he yeah. didn't even know he couldn't even go to school. He didn't know. Yeah. He couldn't remember anything about school. Like he remembered it just like he knew his home and his like a few family members and stuff. But otherwise his whole life was just so confusing. Yeah. So it's just like, man, you know, was that like worth it? Yeah, it's, it's really tough because at that time um, I really wanted to play college football. And mm-hmm. I'd have offers in my junior year um, from smaller schools, Warburg, um, yeah. Central, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm a big Nebraska Cornhusker fan. And my thought was, well, if I'm good enough I'll just I'll just walk on and play because I really want to play and that kind of turned my world upside down a little bit at that time I it was a huge decision and it was one that you know at the time it hurt a lot but looking back on it that was definitely the right decision to make Mm -hmm. and it's got to be hard for parents and for kids to make that decision about okay do I keep playing this sport that could cause long-term injuries you know where there's knee yeah you know Concussions, like do you want to be like 30, that. you know, seven years old or 40 years old and having to go in to have knee surgery Correct. It's just so you can f- like function. And, Correct. you know, it's just like, man, I just don't know, Yeah, you know, if stuff like that's worth it. I mean, if you're going to go for the fame, the glory to make the millions of dollars, like, yeah, maybe you could make that trade off. You know, I yep. don't know. It just, I think it kind of, I maybe ask some like <laughs> retired NFL football players when they're 60 years old <laughs> and they have like minds of, you know, older, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of a crazy, yeah, kind of crazy. And especially when that happened to me, there was, there's a lot more research into it now and mm-hmm. a lot more understanding. Uh, there wasn't quite as much then. So I'm, I'm really glad that I made that decision, but mm-hmm. I can see how it's really tough for kids at that age when they're going through it and then parents to kind of yeah what's your parents what they want you to do um so actually my dad was never able to play football because of injuries like that his his parents didn't want that to happen and so um they they were really they're really good about kind of letting me make the decision but i Mm -hmm. think that they knew that it was best for me to stop Mm -hmm. um and so they just kind of presented things to me and at that point i i made the call and like there's other you know, sports that you could do. Did you like run oh, track yeah. or like do things that, um, I played, I weren't played contact sports. Yeah, no, no, I, I did play <laughs> basketball. They, they said that was okay for me. So I played basketball my senior year and soccer. Um, I just limited the number of times that I hit the ball with my head, mm. limited the number of headers, um, because I had gotten a concussion the previous mm-hmm. year doing that. So no, I was still able to, to play and things like mm-hmm. that. And I was still with the team throughout the rest of that year. Um, I was kind of like a mini coach on the sidelines. I helped the position players that I was mm-hmm. with anyway. So um, it was a good experience and kind of helped my leadership a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no. It was Do you okay. think that you've had any long term effects from it? Have you 
noticed anything like that. I mean, especially like three concussions within like a short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, my husband got a concussion at a bachelor party, of course, being a drunken idiot. <laughs> oh, no. And um, this was not that long ago. Maybe like, man, I don't know how long his brother's been married. Maybe like eight years ago or something mm-hmm. like that. And it literally took him months to recover from it. Yeah. It can be a long time for Just like the dizziness, you yep. know, it can just take just for like brain fog, yep. you know, things like that, like months to go away, like the vertigo, you know, yep. that sort of stuff. And I'm just like thinking, I wonder if you kind of show that damage like on your brain for like a long time or if it's something that like maybe it takes 10 years to heal. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, it's so different for each person depending on the type of impact. And, yeah. You know, that's kind of the like other that. thing yeah, too. Yeah. It happens. Uh, for me, I've, I've wondered that sometimes. Um, high school was pretty easy for me academically. Mm-hmm. I, I did really well without a whole lot of studying. Mm-hmm. College and then grad school was a little bit tougher, but I don't know if that's just because it's tougher schooling yeah. or if it was actually the injury. Yeah. So I am thankful though that I did quit when I did. Yeah. And you didn't like make it worse. Correct. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just never know, like know what was going to happen. Yeah. So, um, I actually thought about being an optometrist once. Very cool. Uh, where did you go to undergrad? Yep. So I went to the University of Nebraska. So okay. I didn't end up going there. Your dream like, school, hey, right? You bet. Go Big Red. I'm a huge Cornhusker fan. So I got to spend a bunch of time watching some not so good football at that Yeah, time. see, I can't get on board with that. I've been a lifelong Hawkeye. My yeah, whole list no worries. just, just no worries. where it's at, you know? That's okay. No worries. So, yep. So I went there for my undergrad and I graduated with a degree in health exercise and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went on to Indiana for my optometry school. Did you always know you wanted to do that or when did you decide that you wanted to do optometry? Yeah. So in high school, they asked that question to you. What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then at at the time, they had this program that you went through and it helped you kind of narrow it down and Uh optometry popped up. Like gave you some education, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like, oh, you're You don't even know what's out there. You're a teenager. What? What is (laughs) this Yeah. What are jobs? I don't know. (laughs) So I kind of narrowed it down. And when it did, um, I went ahead and shadowed um, an optometrist in my hometown and I really liked it. And when I got into college, um, I did a little bit more exploring. I thought about being a strength coach. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought about being a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, I went and shadowed for a week and realized I do not want to do that. Yeah. I went and I shadowed a surgeon and about passed out and I thought, Oh, that's probably not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) So I just keep kept coming back. Dude, but the eye things are gross. Yeah, but no, I don't. My husband has had two eye injuries on the same eye. And both times (sighs) I was like, well, especially the second time, because we were married when I had to deal with that. And, Uh you know, I took him to the place to like have this eye like clean and have it on like the camera. And I was just like, oh, I cannot look at this. Like, (laughs) oh, it's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, it doesn't affect me as much as the surgeries that I'd watch. I mean, I guess, you know, everybody has their own like icks like that, but (laughs) yeah. So yeah, so over time, that's, that's what I found. And I, I would encourage anybody that isn't, you know, you know, kids that are thinking like, Oh, what should I do? Go shadow. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Go, go spend a day and do what that person does. And you may say, Oh, I love it. Or oh, mm-hmm. this is not for me. I worked so. a whole summer at vision center actually. Did you really? Yep. When? Um, man, was it the summer after I graduated high school or 
maybe the next summer after my freshman year of college. So right around like 2000. Yeah. Very cool. Somewhere around in there. I worked the entire summer there. Um, And I was still kind of on the path to do that because I did my undergrad. uh, I got a science degree. I just Uh liked science. So that's kind of the direction that I went in for like undergrad. Because, of course, you know, you start school and you're just you're never really 100 percent sure what you want to do. Oh, yeah. Well, and I've kind of always had this mentality and I've been learning, you know, to undo that in my older middle age. (laughs) But um, I get like stuck on a path and uh-huh. I'm just like, I'm not a quitter. Right. Yeah. So you just like keep staying on the path, even yep. though and you just keep working harder. You're like, Oh, I just need to work harder to like right. do this, you know? Right. So I just kept, you know, stayed on the path, did the thing. Um, when you get like junior year of college towards the end of your junior year, you start thinking like, okay, am I going to go to grad school? Like what's my next step? Cause yep. if you're going to do that, you need to start applying. There's mm-hmm. probably standardized testing you need to do and you know all this sort of stuff so I started like looking into it and um I didn't want to like there's not a lot of optometry schools first of all no there are so they're hard to get into um you have to travel you know like live like Indiana was one isn't there Mm -hmm. one like Chicago yeah very good yep yeah so anyway I was just like man I don't know if I can like basically afford to do it because I would have had to, you know, borrow all of the money, like live in a place that's way more expensive than, you know, where I like in Iowa. And so like during all this research, it was like, oh, I could just go to grad school and do research and Uh then you can get paid to do that instead of pay to go to school. Yeah. So I ended up just like scrapping the whole thing. And you know, it's hard to say now it's if it was something I regretted or not, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I never went on with, and it's not, I don't regret my life now. So it's not like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have done that. But Mm -hmm. My daughter is going to be 16 next month. So now yeah. I'm like starting to think about, well, like what should you do? Right. And of course, yeah. like physical therapy, optometry, those are all like really, those are really nice jobs. Like, <laughs> you know, Not you get to work in like professional environments and you get to work with a lot of different people. You have like kind of regular hours. I know that you like do on call <laughs> stuff, but, um, you know, so I don't know. When did you, how did you decide that that was like the path, you know, how do you like, okay, physical therapy or optometry, they they are very different. (laughs) They are, they are. Yeah. And it was just through that experience that I had with shadowing. I just kept coming back to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I I thought, well, maybe this, well, maybe that. And and now, no, I don't really like that. I don't really like that. But man, I I had a lot of fun at the optometry Mm -hmm. office and. So that's how I kept coming back to it. And then, just coming back to it. So yeah. that, is that how you just, you came back to Iowa as well, just cause you're from here or? Um, yeah, kind of. So the, so I'm from Southwest Iowa and then my wife, Sarah is from, uh, Fishers. I was going to ask you how you guys met. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a little bit North of Indianapolis. So, uh, if you look at Indiana, Indianapolis is kind of in the middle and mm-hmm. Bloomington where the university of I or, uh, Indiana is at mm-hmm. is South of there by about an hour. Mm-hmm. There was actually, um, a girl in my optometry class that set us up on a blind date Ooh. so yeah she's <laughs> like hey hey i know this i know this girl you know she's my friend i think you guys would really get along do you want to go on a she on was a right apparently yeah yeah she did great work <laughs> yeah. so yeah no no it was it was a lot of fun we um she came down we went to a tailgate um sarah's not really big into football so it was like i think her first tailgate maybe i could so, see that <laughs> yeah yeah so it was a lot of fun then we went out to eat after that and kind of hit it off and at the end of the night I was like hey do you want to you know get breakfast tomorrow morning we got breakfast the next morning and I guess we just kind of went from there there wasn't really a 
are we dating or are we not? It's like, well, I just saw her the you next weekend. You started hanging out yep, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's how we met up. And so uh, Muscatine is actually about halfway in between those oh, two. okay. And then the job opportunity here was really good. The yeah. office that I work at, the type of optometry that they do, um, it just really fit everything that I was looking for. So it was like a, a perfect match. In that yeah, way. that's cool. So, I yeah. didn't realize that was kind of like, so you were kind of looking in the area, like halfway mm-hmm. between like your families, basically. Yeah, yep. I, I really wanted to live in Lincoln, Nebraska or Omaha, Nebraska, oh. be close to the Huskers. But she said no. She so. was like, that's too far, <laughs> like way too far, way too far. The yeah. opposite direction. Well, so. I mean, I guess you can like still be a Huskers fan here. And I'm sure in her mind, she's like, it's ridiculous that you would want to live close to somewhere. You're just like a fan of this. Oh, like, a thousand story. percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like the voice of reason there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how long have you guys lived here? How long have you worked? Was that your first optometry job then or did you? Okay. Yep. yep. So um, it was the first place that I worked at um, out of school. So during Mm -hmm. school, the last year, you actually rotate um, around every three months you go to a different spot. Mm -hmm. So I was in in Indianapolis. I was in Lexington, Kentucky. I was in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I was in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was the first real job I had Mm -hmm. out of school. So, um, I actually came here in the summer of 2014. Okay. Um, and then we got married to, uh, summer of 2015. And then after that point, she moved out here to, to be with me. Got it. And then, so been living here mm-hmm. yep. ever, ever since. since, ever since. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we started up uh, CrossFit. <clears throat> we started that up ab- about 2015. It was a little bit after we got married. I wanted and- to ask you, cause I, I, I remember seeing you around and I was like, I wanted to, one of my questions was going to be yeah. how you got hooked up with Kyle Jack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so we, uh, we were talking and we wanted to, we wanted to do something we could do together. So yeah. Some type of working out that we could do together. Um, but Sarah really hadn't done hardly anything yeah. before CrossFit. And we talked about it and we kind of settled on, on Warrior CrossFit. And it was at uh, what is now Harbor Freight yep. at the time. <laughs> and there were introductory classes, like onboarding classes. I think it was like three or four of them. And Kyle, yeah. was it two, three? I don't actually remember. They have they did so many different iterations yeah. of bringing on new people. I have a, f- like a memory thinking that Kyle actually used to maybe do like a month long or like a three week long where you did it like three times a week. And he, when he first started coaching, I think he was like in charge of that. Yeah. I, I can't remember how yeah. many, but we, we worked out with him. He's that probably he was listening our... to this and being like, duh, I <laughs> no, know what it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a pretty good memory. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that's what we started out with. And it was with Kyle and it was just, so the you basics. started out doing just like the classes. The intro, the intro classes. You didn't start with like personal training. Correct. So we, we started out okay. with just like the introductory onboarding classes. Okay. And then we went to a couple of actual classes. Okay. Um, Man, and my memories of you guys are only doing the personal training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say it didn't take us very long to realize that, hey, maybe personal training is a better option mm-hmm. for us. And um, I, anybody can ask Sarah about it. I'll let her yeah, tell you when, the, the backstory. I do want to have Sarah come okay, on and tell I her story. I won't spoil it for you. I won't spoil it. So... Um, so then we, we were like, Hey, you know, Kyle really helped us out a lot. He was really great. Let's, let's see Mm -hmm. if we can work with him. And so we started personal training with Kyle. Um, and we did that for years. We were at, um, the gym at Harbor Freight, um, the next gym after that. And even, uh, the new gym here. I actually don't remember you much from the Harbor Freight gym. So I don't know. 
I mostly, when we were at that gym, was doing like noon classes. So I feel like I probably just didn't cross paths with you very much. One of my first memories when I actually interacted with you Uh was... um, Kyle had to do an open workout, which I have no idea if you were signed up for it or, but he's like, Hey, um, will you count Pat's reps for this workout? And yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you could like, you did the whole thing. You could do pull-ups and I forgot what the workout was, but it definitely had pull-ups in it. And, um, I just like counted your reps for you and like gave you your score or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Do you remember that? I'm sorry. Don't yeah, <laughs> that's like my first memory of like interacting like with you. I don't even know yeah. if I really spoke to you. It was just more like Kyle's like, "Hey Shannon, will you will you count Pat's reps for him?" And I was just like, "Okay." <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I just remember seeing you guys mostly probably at the Second Avenue gym, like seeing you guys oh, do yeah. personal training with him there. Yep. Um, so yeah, like. So literally you, you guys were doing personal training basically from Harbor Freight mm-hmm. all the way through the second Avenue gym, which we were there for, I think just shy of like three years. That sounds right. And then when we came right. over here, I do remember, but I had like had a lot more interactions with you guys and was talking to you and had more of a relationship with you by the time we were, came to this gym. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think maybe it's just cause maybe I crossed paths with you guys more, you yeah. know, would see you more when, you know, during your personal training and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause our, we used to do personal training, I think just at night, like real late at yeah. night. And then as time went on, we were more comfortable with doing it at different times yeah. like throughout the day and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so did you guys just feel like the group just wasn't really for you? I mean, I, maybe that was more Sarah than, so I think you don't have to get super into like her side, sure, sure. Yeah, find yeah, out. Yeah, but yeah, like, no. did you, did you enjoy like doing the personal training stuff or? Yeah, I really did. I think a lot of the things because of my athletic background, I knew kind of how to do them. Kyle was really good about helping refine those yeah. so that they weren't as rough. You had um, experience at yeah, least with yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And what was also nice is that then he could tailor it a little bit more specifically to Sarah so that yeah. she could grow in her um, you know, in her performance mm-hmm. and in her journey to get to where she's at today. Yeah. So, and really, uh, working out with your spouse is awesome. Yeah. It, it really is. It's a lot of fun. You know, it, you, you, I think you, that is case by case. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it was a lot of fun for us. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fine. You, you know, so, but we, we really enjoyed it. And I think that, that that's why we really continued down that path. Yeah. So, so you did, that was kind of like your, thing that you guys did together Uh and yeah I don't know I don't know I don't think I would like doing that with my husband maybe I would like it but he would maybe (laughs) not like it especially now the scales are so tipped in my favor of just you know first of all I've been doing this for a really long time but Uh I've also now been a coach for like five and a half years yeah and so just you know the gap between like our abilities and knowledge would be pretty big now so it would be a definitely a different type of scenario to get uh-huh, into uh-huh. and so i've like Might tried a few times i've tried a few times i like want to like i want to like train him a little bit um and i want to like i want to like see him squat and stuff and he never wants to like show me anything <laughs> let me see your squat i want to make sure you're doing it right <laughs> oh no it's all wrong all wrong i know so i think it's sometimes maybe it would be difficult to take like critique but like you know um have you been a coach, like coached anything or like other than no, when you not CrossFit, but when I you were younger. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you understand from a coaching perspective that you're not trying to like tell this person that they're like 
like a bad person Mm -hmm. or like you're trying to like make them feel bad about their flaws. Mm -hmm. You're just recognizing that they need to improve on Mm -hmm. movement patterns and it really has nothing to do with like personally, you know, (laughs) get a a little bit harder with spouses. Yeah. But like everybody (laughs) wants to do it right. Oh yeah. Right. So it's just, nobody wants to like do something wrong in front of someone else and then have that person be like, yeah, that's not right. You know? So so yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of difficult. Yeah. And then of course I coach up my kids all the time, which they don't always appreciate, but <laughs> it's interesting that you say, you know, the scales have tipped or, you know, or have yeah. changed. Uh, that's kind of with us too. She's, yeah. she's a rock star. So she totally she, is. She's really, really I, good. I, she's been doing the sweat classes now and we can talk about your, um, transition into like classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it was I every once in a while was doing the sweat class on Wednesday nights because mm-hmm. my daughter had softball and my husband would drop her off at practice and then I would pick her up because I was already here. Uh-huh. But I had like an hour. I would get done here at like six uh-huh. and then I would have to wait till seven because I live out of town. So I'm not going to drive all the way home. Right. So yep. this is why this like worked out. So sometimes I would not get my workout in prior and then I would end up doing the sweat class a few times. And um, the workout was like. I think I had like dumbbell snatch, burpees, and like one, it's like sit-ups or something like, so things that Sarah is really good at. And she was right next to me and she was just like kicking my ass. I was like dying on the burpees because it was like sets of 30 and I was like, oh my God. And that's just like not stuff that like, you know, I enjoy doing or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so she's just totally, I mean, with her back stuff, I know that like strength is sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. like doing anything like with heavy weights or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's just a really good example of someone who can be really fit without doing, you know, heavy back squats and deadlifts and like yeah. stuff like that for sure. So um, yeah. anyways, I do, I am interested to know since you did do personal training for like so many years, mm-hmm. like when you decided to transition over to classes mm-hmm. and then you've been working out. I did want to talk about your pat cave too. <laughs> <laughs> the pat cave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the transition, I think it was a little bit after. I can't remember if it was before or after COVID, um, but it was just one of those things where it was all about, you know, time. You know, I feel like before COVID, you were doing the 515 class. Ye- no, I don't. You I don't weren't? Think, I, I don't think I've ever done that class. You've never done that class no, until cause recently? Because I, I usually, well, oh, there were a couple times that I did. No, okay, um, but I, I usually don't, I usually don't get done with work till about 530. So if I were to get done early, I would have gone. Yes, oh, I'm you're in correct. the morning. Oh, in the morning. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, the yeah. Five fifteen a.m. Oh class. yeah, no, five fifteen. Yeah, I I love that class in the morning. It just so, sets the day up right. I feel I, like I you feel were so doing that better. class before the the pandemic. Yes, yes, it was. Okay, yep. so were you kind of regularly doing that during? Yeah, then? yeah I tried to as best I could um, to get yeah. up and work out because uh, again, it just sets up the day so much better. Yeah, for me, yeah. So especially because you know if you end up when you kind of work like in the type of environment you work and you sometimes don't know when you're going to be done. And then Correct. if you miss the last class of the day or like if it starts getting late in the day, you've not right. worked all these hours yep. and you're like, well, I'm not going to go to the gym. Yep. So it's better to get it, just get up and do it before all that stuff yep. happens. <laughs> yep. You bet. So yeah, yep. I was just trying to figure out the timeline. Um, so, but that's how, like, when did you, did, did Kyle just be like, Hey, I'm not, you're not going to be my clients anymore. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> just kick this out. Yeah. Um, I think it was a little 
I think it was a little bit of both. Um, Kyle's, you know, been really busy and active in the gym as a whole. And it's, you know, it's grown and exploded and things like that. When he came here, we took on a lot more. I think he took the business side of things like a lot more seriously. And so, yeah, maybe his time to do personal training kind of got you know, cut down. And, you know, the fact that you and Sarah are both like fit people and you had been training for so long. Like he, I think he felt like you could do classes. Yeah. So he had the conversation with you. Like how'd that go? (laughs) Um, it, it went well. Uh, I think that, you know, Sarah really liked the personal training and I did too. And so that was tough, you know, um, because we were so used to that. Yeah. Uh, But you're correct. It's kind of that crossroads of him getting a little bit more busy with the new gym. Yeah. And then, us being at a, at a point to where it would be okay to branch oh, out totally. into classes. Yeah. So, and I think that transition was a little bit easier for me than, than for Sarah. And she, you know, she can talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's been a good thing. I've been okay with it. So, yeah. yeah. So then you were doing the five fifteen classes and mm-hmm. that was all fine. And mm-hmm. then like the pandemic hit and yeah. that like screwed up everyone's lives. <laughs> <It did>. <laughs> <laughs> and so did you end up having to, just because like for your work and stuff like that, you ended up working out from home basically? Yeah, I think I think like a lot of people, we ended up doing all the workouts um, at home. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we all had to definitely when the gym was closed. Yeah. But then when the gym reopened, like you didn't come back right away. So No, and part of that was work um, and the responsibilities there. And then we also had the girls, um, our two twin daughters, um may 4th of 2020 and so it was right in that time (laughs) yeah so i was a little bit busy with with the girls yeah and and that just made it tougher to get to the gym so it was nice to be able to do the at-home workouts really whenever whenever i could get a little chunk of time didn't you guys move into a house like right before that too we did we did we moved into a house and like Um, remodeled the whole thing like (laughs) yeah we had some remodeling to do and um the so we moved into the house with it remodeled and almost all the way done um, on a Friday. And mm-hmm. then the girls were born the following Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. So we had a couple of nights really actually in our house. Good timing. Yeah, great timing. <laughs> yeah, all at once. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of things going on at that point. So. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, what was it like to have babies in the middle of... I was really the pandemic, like literally the middle, because May 4th, like everything was still literally close. Yeah. Yeah. It was really uh, it was really tough because not uh, people didn't know a whole lot about what Mm -hmm. was going on or especially with pregnant women at that time. Did she have a scheduled C-section with twins or was it like natural? Oh, she did. She's a rock star. She they set a date for her and she just in her mind said, I'm going to make it to that day. And she made it to that <laughs> yeah. day. She's like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So, I just wasn't sure like yeah. with twins, you just never know how that Correct. stuff goes. So I didn't Correct. know if like she had had the plan for that day or, yep. okay. So yep. the day was planned. Yep. And so you kind of knew at least the expectations and the protocol beforehand Correct. because you had this like planned scenario. Correct. So like you knew that, you know, how like, the hospital was yep. going to like all the procedures were going to yep. go. Yep. I am curious to know like how that, I mean, I suppose they were just like on lockdown or what? <laughs> yeah. So even before the scheduled C-session date, one of the things they told us is Sarah, if you test positive for COVID, we're immediately going to have a C-section. Like we're not going to wait around. Mm-hmm. And so that was pretty nerve wracking. Cause I, it was a number of months out, you know, and it's like, Oh my gosh, if you, know, if you get COVID tomorrow, they're going to come way early, but that's what's going to have to be done. Yeah. So, so we were really thankful that she was able to make it that whole time. Did she stay home? Uh, yeah. Or was she still working? Um, she was, well, everything was, 
There oh, was I guess they closed in like yeah. March, didn't they? So, so she, then she was she just home. home. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, so it. the timeline was the gym closed like around the middle of March. I yep. don't know if that coincided with like the schools and stuff too or... I think it did around that time. Kind of all the same day. Yeah. Like the governor in the morning was like, by the way, you all need to go home by the end of the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Our world is just turned upside down in <laughs> yeah. like 12 hours. So, so yeah. it was kind of timely in a way that like with everything locked down, then she could stay home and probably not contract COVID. I mean, did you guys have to like, did you have like any weird protocols where you still like doing eye, was there like eye emergencies or like how did that work? Yeah. So at work, um, I did have to go in for eye emergencies, but Um, not like routine care. Correct. Cause you know, people are always going to get something in their eye or get an infection or things like that. So I would go in. Yes. My husband has done it. (laughs) And so we, there were a lot of protocols at work and I would, you know, take additional steps to make sure that I did not, mm-hmm. you know, contract it at that point. Um, and then, um, on the scheduled C-section date as well, one of the things I was told is you can come in, you can be there with her, but only you, nobody, nobody else. Right. Yeah. And when you, once you come in, you can't leave. Like if you leave and try oh, and come back, it. nope, you're not coming in. So I, we had to be prepared for, you know, two, three days of just staying there. Yeah. And when you have twins, there's a high probability or possibility that they could be in the NICU. NICU. And so it was kind of nerve wracking. Like, well, do I prepare for a week? Were they going to let you in? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't know some of those and they, yeah. they didn't have some of those answers for us. So we were, we tried to be as prepared as we could mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. That's a little bit different than like you know, what a normal dad would experience, mm-hmm. um, leaving the hospital is like kind of glorious, you know, cause like <laughs> you get your spouse out of your hair a little bit and then also like they can go get a break, you yeah. know, leave the hospital, like get food or, yeah. uh, one of my kids when, when they were born, he like left and like worked for a day <laughs> and then came back. And the work that he did was like, I don't even remember, but it was something where he, he had, he went and bought like clothes at Walmart that he could like throw away. Cause he didn't want to like bring these dirty clothes like oh, yeah. back to the hospital or whatever. So, um, yeah. So like that was weird, but, <laughs> but he would leave, you know, like he would be there while, you know, had the baby and yep. like all that sort of stuff. And then he would like hang out. But like the next morning say he would like leave for a little while, yep. you know? And so you could kind of be like left at peace. So, yeah. Yep. So no, I was in <laughs> you there didn't get a leave. No, but that's okay. It so was you really good. had to pack your snacks and your clothes. Yeah, huh? you bet. yeah, yeah. No, but it was good. It was good quality time with, with the girls. Um, How many days mom, did you have to stay? I believe it was three, three days. So, Sarah will know. Right. But I just want to <laughs> say know. like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like twins are so many, I mean, with any birth, it's unexpected things, mm-hmm. but like, you know, a lot of times, yeah, twins are a little bit more complicated. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the fact that you're only in a hospital for the, for three days, that's like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. They, the girls did good. Again, mom was a rock star. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, so, um, was there any, I guess you, maybe you don't have like even a good reference for since you've never had an experience like a regular experience at the hospital so i was going to be like oh i was going to ask you something like oh so like what extra protocols did you experience and you're probably like i don't know Uh, i have have no idea (laughs) i mean because like when you go in for i had three c-sections so like when you know ryan my husband would come in with me you know he'd have to do the whole thing he'd have Mm -hmm. to like 
get all cleaned up and have to wear the like hospital attire and hospital gown, you know, all that stuff. Cause he's like sitting next to me while I'm having a surgery. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. So that is like, you would have had to do that either way. You know, that wasn't like an extra COVID like protocol type of a thing. No, I remember doing all that scrubbing up. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah, you got to do the whole you got to do the whole thing even if even if it was just like a regular, you know, you didn't have like the pandemic going yep. on. So you would have done that anyway. So it sounds to me like maybe the only thing different was the fact that you weren't allowed to leave if you wanted to like come back. I think so. I've I've been told that we had a lot more staff around us too because it was it was COVID and mm-hmm. it was twins just because they weren't sure how things were going to go. Yeah, um, that they that wanted time, enough people to, if something did happen, like be yeah. right there and ready. So. Man, at that time, there was just so many unknowns. Oh, yeah. We just did not know anything. Yep. 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 We were, and we were trying to do our own research. How we, scary. Yeah. <laughs> we found like one case study from Britain at, you know, one point in time. And that's like all we had to go yeah. off of. And so. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. That's yep. That would have just been the most, like, so scary. And then just to... Ugh. Anyway, well, I'm glad it worked out for you well. Yeah, and no, girls are doing good. So you Mom's said they were born uh, 2020, May mm-hmm. 2020. So yep. I guess they're like two and a half-ish. Yep. How's yep. that going? Yeah, good. Good, good. <laughs> uh, we actually brought them to the gym for the first time last weekend to see how they would do uh-huh. um, with a workout. And it was just us. You know, we, I was going to say, came... I've seen them at the gym, but you yeah. meant like during a workout. Yeah, okay, yeah. Got it. So we did a workout and they were they were here um, on their tablets and it, it did work out well. So They did well? That, they did well. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, but we think it's, it's really important. I think, um, especially them being girls, I think it's really important for them to watch mom do those things Mm -hmm. and those workouts because it'll just be normal for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a really cool thing. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Two and a half is just, man, it just kind of depends on the kid, whether they can like handle sitting there and, you know, they're just so like impulsive and it's not like they think about other people and how they affect, you know, they just, you're only in your own, your own needs are the only thing that's important to you at that age. You just don't know. Um, But yeah, the, Ability to have like a screen to keep them occupied is nice too. We have some members that come here where that's their only kids screen time uh-huh. is when they come to the gym. Yeah, it's so really good. It kind of is like a treat for the kids yeah. too because they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get be able to be on like my screen like during yeah. that time. So yeah. <laughs> I was joking that we were going to show them a Tia, Tia Claire Toomey videos oh. <laughs> and they'd be doing some research and studying and then be ready for their PRs and deadlift and whatnot. And no, so when did you guys do that? That was last week? Last week, yep. yep, did, yep. did you end up coming to like a sweat class with her then or something? No, it was it was um, uh, just like an open gym type of a thing. Oh, we came got by it. ourselves because we didn't, we didn't know how they would react yeah. and we didn't want to take them to a class and then yeah. like have them jump up and run over and things like that yeah. so we wanted to try and kind of slow play it and see how they yeah. do when it's just us here so. i wonder i wonder how they would do if you brought them to a class that had other kids yeah i don't know see and you don't know if people are going to bring their other kids and my kids would always do my kids always do fine if it's just them yeah as soon as you throw other kids in the mix though whole new game Yes. I mean, my kids are finally getting old enough to where like my younger ones are 10 and eight. And so they're finally getting old enough to where you can, they don't like go completely crazy, Uh but still any other kids around, then they want to get up and run all over the place and just like basically destroy the place or end up outside or just, you know, just run around (laughs) and be crazy. And when the upstairs was like open, you know, it was Uh like more of like the balcony style, like 
oh my gosh, I got so mad at my kids. It wasn't even that long ago. They were just running back and forth up there and like screaming. And I was just like, excuse me, like what is happening here? I'm trying to coach a class. Like I was just like so mad about it. And they would have never done that had other kids not. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying the other kids were like the bad kids. It was just when kids get together. Oh yeah. Then they're just more excited. You know what I mean? (laughs) Let's play. Let's do all these crazy things. Yeah, right, right. They just want to play with each other and, um, you know, like that sort of stuff. So, um, it's, it's, I, I'm always like, if you're going to bring them, getting them like a tablet or something that they will sit and concentrate on is really the best way to kind of guarantee that you'll be able to get your workout done without too many interruptions. Yeah, we did. We did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So let's, we're, we're going to build and, and go from there. Yeah. So, but that's yeah. awesome. Like two yeah. and a half, like starting to be able to like maybe bring them a little bit. Cause yeah. I know Sarah's always like, Oh, I have to pick up the girls. And yep. you know, she's always, yep. you always have to like schedule your your workouts and you know your whole life around your children's like but (laughs) and going back to the you know having fun with your your spouse you know working out with your spouse that was a lot of fun i mean Mm -hmm. it's the first time in a long time that we've been able to do that it it was great i mean it was a hard workout but it was really good and it yeah did you do one from the like from the day from sugar water or whatever Uh, we came in on a sunday so yeah we did the saturday's workout on a sunday yeah yeah yeah. so yesterday's workout was pretty fun i had to coach so i didn't get to do it but (laughs) we're thinking about maybe trying that today yeah that one was super fun because um everybody likes those station style remind me what it was again so you you had like you used all four machines and it Uh was four eight minute amraps so you each machine had like a movement you paired with it Uh um i think it was like ski burpee run hand release push-ups row squat and then bike push press Okay. So you did like 12 and 12, you did 12 calories, 12 reps, okay. and then you just switched on and off with your partner and you did that for eight minutes okay. and you got a three minute rest transition. Yep. And so it just like, it allows you to not get super bored because you're doing like, you get to go to like different stations, you uh-huh. get a little bit different feel. I yep. don't know. It's just kind of fun. You yeah. wouldn't want to do it every day. It would get annoying to have uh-huh. to like do these stations, but, um, it's fun for like Saturdays and like yeah. partnering and like, if you want to come in with sarah and do like a workout Mm -hmm. it's a night it's really easy to set up and go you know what i mean like so um people it it was it was fun for sure and it's it also is helpful if you have like a big class of people you're Uh able to start teams on different stations and then everyone i just had everybody rotate like yeah 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 yeah. so you had to rotate in order like yeah or whatever so so yeah it was pretty fun it would definitely be one that you could come in and do and like not um it's like easy to set up and like fun to do or yeah. whatever. It's yeah. not like super complicated. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I'm looking forward to it then if we can squeeze that yeah, in. Yeah, if you great. could squeeze it in sometime today. Um, So, man, what do we want to talk about next? I was thinking like, so we kind of got like your background and um, does your work schedule... I just, I, you're like, are you on call like a lot or like today you said you were on call, but you, have mm-hmm. you gotten any calls? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't. We're doing okay. We're I doing know good. you were like we're ignoring people and their, <laughs> their eye issues. Like, do you like rotate with your, yeah. with your other like optometrist there yeah. and stuff? So, yeah. So there's three of us there and we take different weeks worth of time where we, we rotate through. And so, um, basically from the time that the office closes until the very next morning, you're on call. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, sometimes it's really busy and sometimes it's not so busy. I've gone weeks where no calls, like oh. didn't get anything. And then at one point I had 
three individuals that called within a span of 20 minutes and I literally had people at nine o'clock at night like waiting in the waiting room oh to see gosh. me so so it can get pretty hectic at do times. You, do people not go to the ER or do they just always think like call the eye doctor? Um, so actually I would prefer if they call us because the ER does a great job. They really do. They're just not quite equipped for eye emergencies. Mm-hmm. They've got some equipment, but ours is just so much better. Mm-hmm. And, and like we're used to doing it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're so, you know, I'm used to doing those things. So I, I tell people, you know, give us a call. I mean, I, I'd much rather come in at one in the morning and pull a piece of metal out of your eye than have you wait, you know, who gets metal in their eye at 1am. Oh, you, you would be surprised. What are you doing? Or are you, you doing? get it in your eye at like 12, you know, noon the day before right. and just like wait until 1 a.m. and realize, hey, really this hurts. Because it's really bothering you. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I'm like, <laughs> how did you just get it in your eye? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, man, I don't, both times, the first time Ryan hurt his eye, he was young. He was like early 20s uh-huh. and his eye like filled up with blood and basically blinded him. So he was like super scared. So oh, yeah. my brother ended up just taking him to the emergency room. Yep. They were working together when it happened. And, um, you know, he ended up like fine or whatever. He had to like wear a patch, like blah, 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 uh-huh. with, like till it healed. Yeah. And then he just like a few years ago. He injured the same eye and he actually did get metal shavings in it this time. Yeah. And so he, I ended up just taking him to the eye doctor and they had to like pick it all Good out. Call. Good call. And then they sent him to the, um, like, uh, the eye surgeon uh-huh, to see yeah. if he like needed surgery. The yep. eyes. We waited like four hours for the guy to be like, you're fine. Bye bye. And we were like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm glad he didn't need surgery, but yeah. at the same time I was just like, Oh, you yeah. know, but, um, so now he actually has permanent damage and he has to, he has to have a prescription. He was like getting headaches because he couldn't like focus. Yeah. And, um, he's always had super amazing, like eagle eye vision. Yeah. And so he's been, he was like depressed about it. This is like really upsetting to him. Yeah. Now he has to wear glasses that just have a prescription and one lens. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's stuff. I, you know, especially with metal, if you get in your eye, just give us a call. I, you know, the sooner you yeah. get in the better, cause we can just kind of pluck it out of there. Mm-hmm. If you wait a little bit longer then that's when other stuff can happen. Well, so. it just like, does your eye kind of like heal over it or. Yeah. It just kind of depends. So the cornea is the front, like dome shaped mm-hmm. part of your eye, the clear area. And when you get metal in there, it depends on like how big it is, how deep it goes in there. Yeah. Um, and how long it's been there. It makes sense. Yeah. You get it, infections, right? If you leave it in there and yeah, then and it can actually rust, like oh, you can form yeah. rust around it. And then there's a rust ring around the piece of metal and just gets bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger and bigger crazy. and bigger. Yeah. 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 So the sooner you come in, the easier it is to pluck it out. No rust and yeah. we're good to go. Yeah. So. That makes sense. I think Ryan just had had prior experience and so he just knew like not to wait to like go. That's good. He called me right away and I ended up like taking him right away to get it taken care of. But now he's big into the safety glasses. You bet. (laughs) You bet. That's perfect. He's just one of those people where it's just like he actually was into safety glasses before. Uh Like he he had them in his truck. But it's like sometimes when you're out working in these scenarios like you start doing work uh-huh. and you, you just start doing it and yep. you're, you you do not have your safety glasses on because you're not thinking, Oh, I'm, you're not prepared to go in and just do whatever this work is. So you just like yeah. start doing it yeah. and then you end up getting injured and your safety glasses were sitting right on the dash yeah. of your truck. And you're just yep. like, 
why didn't I just put these on? Like, but you just, you never think anything's going to happen to you. Right. Yeah. And that, I do hear that a lot. Like, do you, I asked, do you have safety glasses? Well, yeah, but I just set them down. I had just taken them off to like scratch my nose or, you know, or I had just like, yeah, you know, because he wouldn't necessarily when you're farming, like you don't need to just wear your safety glasses right. all the time. But there's like right. certain instances where you'd be doing certain things where you're like, oh, right. safety glasses are going to be yeah. a real good idea. Right. <laughs> yeah. But he's probably ready to just go. But that's Let's not when you have done. him ready. Yeah. So he yeah. just was like, oh, yeah. you just when like yeah. that kind of stuff happens, you're just like, so it's just like really frustrating, you know, because now he has like permanent, you know, cause now he's getting older. Right. So it's like the scar tissue starts to like interfere with like your vision and stuff. Correct. Correct. Well, I mean, you tell me, right. I don't know yeah, what I'm no, talking no, that's about. Right. That's right. Yeah. He's probably bothering him a little Here bit I more. I'm telling so. you like, you know, the scar tissue in your eye. Like, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. You got it. You got it. See, you're going to be an optometrist. There you go. You got it. I think one of the reasons why I thought about being an optometrist, is because I was one of those kids that had to get glasses like before kindergarten uh-huh. when I was like really little. Uh-huh. And, um, so just dealing with like glasses, contacts, yeah. just having shitty vision, like really bad eyes for yeah. like my whole life. I'm like, you want to help people see, oh, yeah. right? right? Like this yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and so that's like kind of, I think the motivation for why I like wanted to do that. I ended up getting LASIK in my early twenties. Very cool. And then, you know, it lasted for like a really long time, but uh-huh. actually during the pandemic, when uh-huh. I was at home a lot and you're on screens a lot more, I realized that I was like, I was really having trouble like seeing, of course, mm-hmm. like go to the damn eye doctor and they're like, yeah, that you need glasses. And I was like, Oh, oh that damn eye doctor. <laughs> right? <I know. laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. No worries. And then, and then so my, for all the listeners, yeah. wear your safety glasses. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wear your, I'm sure you're a big proponent of the safety glasses, right? You bet. You bet. <laughs> safety first. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. So, um, one more question, I think, I don't know. We'll see. Sometimes I say that and then it's like another 20 minutes, but what is your main motivation to stay exercising? Yeah. It's easy for a lot of people, especially there's just so many roadblocks in your life, mm-hmm. right? Being on call, working a lot of hours, having twins. Like yeah. I can't even imagine, yeah. um, like how busy I don't know. Is it, you don't have like a comparison, but I'm just like thinking like I did have two kids at the same time under five years old. And mm-hmm. that's really tough. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the difference would be if they were the exact same age or not. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like having two kids in that zero to five years is just, it's rough. Right. It's, so yeah, it can be for sure. Yep. I mean, yeah. you love your kids and they have all their fun moments at those ages too. Like yeah. watching them develop and grow is like super fun. Yep. Um, but just like what I was talking about before, just like just being very internally motivated, right? Like just being selfish yeah. and not really understanding like other people's needs. It just yeah. can become very difficult to deal with. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, isn't it easier to just not exercise? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of factors. Oh, we didn't talk about the Pat Cave. Tell us about how you oh, had to okay. work out the, in your dungeon too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we we did get a house and it's a, it's an older house and so in the in the basement. There's an area that's not done, and it's basically just a big cinder block room. Yeah, and and, yeah. I, and that's where I put my workout stuff during it the sounds, pandemic. Why? And, <laughs> so you would like post videos of you like working yeah. out in there, and it's literally exactly what you describe. It yeah. is a cement block. Room. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's nothing it. fancy. Didn't need anything fancy. Just needed the equipment. I did like pull-ups on the door frame. Isn't that the ceiling like a, super low too? It is. Yeah, like, you in, can't in a jump cer- rope in there, or like I can but i cannot jump too high oh, okay. i scrape the ceiling 
like my jump rope would like hit the floor and create sparks. Oh so I'd like gosh. have to jump a little bit higher so yeah. that my shoes wouldn't <laughs> catch on fire. But no, I had a, an assault bike down there. Um, I had a kettlebell, different weights. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my workout spot. Mm-hmm. And I, I was okay with it. It just go down there, get to work, get it done. You have no fancy. natural sunlight in there? No, nothing. <laughs> just just grinding. That's all did it you, was. Like, just turn, did you have like a spotlight? Like what do you have for a light in there? Oh, there was one light. Like, it's just right a the bare middle. ball. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all it, that's all you need see just to space. me that is like that's some determination to exercise you know what i mean yeah. like that is like so many people would use that sort of stuff as an excuse like oh i don't have anywhere to exercise or my workout space is not inspiring or whatever you know i have twins i have a job like mm-hmm. what's like so how did you <laughs> literally get up and go work out on that thing yeah so i think that there's a lot of motivating factors in my life i think obviously my family you know i would be healthy for them um my um, i bet other people want to be healthy for their family though you know what i mean but then yeah. they choose other options yeah. i don't know <laughs> Part of it is the, you know, the, the feeling of the rush that you get afterwards. You know, it, I always feel better um, mm-hmm. just trying to be overall fit and healthier. Um, my side of the family as well is just my family in general, not the healthiest. And so I could see the writing on the wall. Like if I don't do these things and this is where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. At. And that's not something that I that I wanted to happen. Yeah. And I always joke with my patients that the goal is to live to 120. Yeah, <laughs> that's the goal. And strength and conditioning and staying fit those are just huge components there you know i i want to be 70 and be able to pick up my grandkids i want to you know be able to go travel and hike and do all kinds of things Mm -hmm. and um got to have that base and it's a consistency Mm -hmm. thing you know Mm -hmm. you you, it's over the years uh, of working out and staying fit that you're going to be in a good spot Mm -hmm. it's not just a quick fix so um i think those are all the factors mm-hmm. that I, you know, that I have to get me up and get me moving. And the How things old are I think you? About. I'm 35. 35. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a period from the time you graduated high school? You said you're like super active in high school. Mm-hmm. Did you play sport, any sports in college, even like intramural or like anything like that? I didn't, but, um, I'm kind of weird. I actually, <laughs> I actually, I would do workouts. I mean, I would go, mm-hmm. I would do sprint workouts, um, maybe about three or four times a week. I was weird too. I I would always go to the rec center. I would always be like one of the only girls I would go in the weight room. I was just never afraid of any of that stuff. Yeah. I just would always go in and I'd be like using dumbbells and like doing stuff. And like, so, um, my motivation just was always that I just loved doing it. Yeah. I just loved exercising, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, weightlifting and like doing all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I definitely had some periods in my life where I was not as active as others, but it would Mm -hmm. always be in my mind to like get back into it. You know what I mean? So did you ever have any like periods between that graduating high school and like Mm -hmm. being 35 to where you did get out of shape or you went long periods of time without exercising or were you ever like, did you ever get fat? (laughs) (laughs) So... Sarah kind of hates me for this, but not, <laughs> no, not, not really. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not because it's, it's been such a big part of my life and it's something that I enjoy so much mm-hmm. that I want it to always be part of my mm-hmm. life. And I, all the benefits that you get from it. Um, I just, I, I really, really enjoy it, you know, and, and, you know, say Nebraska needs somebody to come up and play linebacker for a couple <laughs> snaps. I got to be in shape. Right. So right. there you go. So you said that you had, you got your undergrad in, um, what was it again? Uh, health, health exercise and nutrition. Oh, okay. So you actually have like a background in mm-hmm. learning about nutrition mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Yep. When you were getting a degree like that, like what types of 
what kind of stuff do they teach you about nutrition mm-hmm. in that? Yep. So that was back in um, the 2000s. So 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10. Um, was it the food pyramid? Was it eat, yeah, eat your greens? Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that was it. And a lot of, um, like, was it, is it outdated stuff like now? Would you say it is, but that, I mean, that constantly changes. And I think a lot on the, the, like the warming up, like, you know, the static stretches was huge, you know, and it took me and then learning that in college and then having things change over time, it took me a bit to like be okay with that. Change your mindset and stuff. But it makes so much sense. And when you look at the research, like, oh, okay, yeah, this is what you should be doing. So yeah, there were a lot of things that changed. So the, grains aren't the basis of your diet anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so uh, yeah, there were a lot of things like that. I remember us because I had to take cooking classes as well for oh. for like how to make different yeah, dishes with different sense. types of sweeteners yeah. and things like that. And if you if you change the type of flour or this or that, so yeah, that was a really big thing too, like the sugars and whatnot. At, at that point and so like the did substitutes they, so yeah did they teach you then in school did you kind of know how sugar like affects the body and things like that were sugar substitutes kind of be- becoming like more of a popular thing yeah i feel like in the 90s they started that stuff yeah and it, i think that that was carrying through to when i was in in college too because there yeah. was kind of a big emphasis well everything on in school is like behind right yeah. like yeah yeah, they I, don't teach you the new stuff. You only learn yeah. the old stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say the um, on the other portion of it, like the the exercise science portion, uh, the University of Nebraska is usually pretty cutting edge, mm-hmm. and so that was newer stuff. More newer I mean, stuff. Yeah, that's we were cool. doing stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, we're the only college in the country that's got this or mm, this." So yeah, um, that that's was kind of moving fun. away from like the traditional like static stretching yep. or like the more old school mentalities of things. Yep. yep. Got yep. it. So. Uh, So that's cool. So you kind of probably have a leg up on a lot of people just having a lot more education and information on health and wellness, basically. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, with that with that schooling that I had. So it's just something that you've literally always been like literally always been interested in. Yes. (laughs) And so so since it's always been important to you and Kyle and I just had a discussion like, can you choose what's important to you? And we were kind of like, I don't think that you can. I don't know if you can like choose it. It's like it was ju- it's just important to you. And so yeah. you now you basically um, changed your life because of it. Right. You were like, OK, well, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to learn about health and wellness. I'm uh-huh. going to get a whole on four year degree in this stuff. Yeah. Like that's yeah. important to you. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't go and do that if it's not, you know like something that you're really interested in. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then I think it would be kind of weird like if you kind of didn't continue you know that trend and then you, you work in like I, is it would you call it like health adjacent I don't know how much like health you really do it's pretty oh. like I mostly or yeah do you? yeah I mean it's it's health related because I have a lot of patients with like diabetes high blood pressure um other yeah, how does that affect your eyes yeah so diabetes um it's a condition of the blood vessels mm-hmm. and it affects the small blood vessels first so that's your eyes your feet and your kidneys and so individuals that their blood sugar goes really high or if it yo-yos it goes up and down and up Mm -hmm. and down that's really hard on the blood vessels in the back of the eye and Mm -hmm. you can get bleeding or swelling Mm -hmm. well the back of the eye has so many 
small, tiny little parts that are very precisely aligned. Mm -hmm. That if you throw in some bleeding or swelling, that can kill off the tissue or it can like move it Mm -hmm. out of the way. So you can go blind from from diabetes. Mm -hmm. And same thing with high blood pressure. Um, If you have arthritis, that can cause a lot of inflammation like Mm -hmm. in the eyes and things like that. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of health conditions that can manifest themselves in the eye Mm -hmm. or that you can see something in the eye and then the patient will go have a physical and they'll be like, oh, I never knew I was, you know, I had never knew I had high blood pressure, but because of what we saw in the eye, mm-hmm. now we're able to take care of it. So it's a little bit more than just like spinning the dials, oh, which yeah, is better one sure. too. I, I do know. a lot of that, but there's also a lot of health <laughs> aspect to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I get it. Like you got to fine tune someone's prescription. So you have to like figure out like, yeah, yep. totally. And you know, I appreciate that because you know, I want to be able to see better. <laughs> I want you to see. <laughs> <laughs> so although that part's kind of probably boring, you know, I do appreciate it. And then, um, like my daughter wears glasses and I just had to go in and, um, you know, she's eight and she's having, experiencing some, she's has very similar genetics to me with like the eyes. Uh And so she's, you know, experiencing like her good eye getting stronger and Uh then like her bad eye getting worse. And so we had, we were like doing some things and she's going to get rechecked and, you know, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But, um, so yeah, I definitely appreciate it. But yeah, I think that a lot of people maybe don't make the connection Mm -hmm. with like, I like, I guess I I wouldn't have thought about some, you know, types of health issues like showing up like in your eyes. Cause Mm -hmm. whenever I go to the eye doctor and they're like, Oh, we want to run this test and run this test. I'm always like, no, thanks. (laughs) Oh, I don't want to. What? (laughs) Well, I don't have insurance first of all. So I have to pay for all of it out of pocket. So for some of them, I'm like, tell me how necessary it really is. Yeah. yeah. Like given my age, my health, like, you know, do you. I don't want, if, if you don't want to, if you're not comfortable saying this, you don't uh-huh. have to, but I'm wondering, like, do you look at certain people and like know their age and maybe like kind of look at the way they look and can you be like, you need to get this test because maybe you have a higher risk of like having high blood pressure or having like diabetes, you know what I mean? Um. So the answer to that is yes and no. So like looking at someone, there's a couple the of- The answer is it depends. It all depends, <laughs> yeah. There's some people where you can look at them and know, okay, you you have this condition. Yeah. You might not even know, but like you have this yeah. condition. Um, but then for other people, it's, it's taking everything into account. You know, it's, it's, it's more like, subtle. yeah, it's like being a detective, you know, mm-hmm. like I take all this information that's given to me and I ask questions and I look at the eye and then you got to put the whole puzzle together mm-hmm. and then that's going to tell us what's going on. And it's mm-hmm. pretty straightforward once you, once you do that, like mm-hmm. it's either this or it's either that. And so a lot of it is like, I, again, being a detective and figuring out what it is that that's going on. Do you... So. So if you had, say, like type 2 diabetes and Uh you'd had it for a really long time, do you recommend that that person have their eyes checked? Because would they possibly be having trouble? Like, would their eyes be like messing up or like having trouble and they wouldn't Mm -hmm. know? Or Mm -hmm. are there like signs for that? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So with diabetics, it's recommended to get a yearly eye exam. Mm -hmm. And your primary care doc actually wants to know that information. Mm -hmm. The eyes are the only place in the body where you can actually look at the blood vessels Mm -hmm. without cutting into the skin. So I can observe what's going on with those blood vessels. And so if there's some bleeding in the back of the eye, you might not notice any vision changes. Mm -hmm. But if I see it and let the primary care doc know, we can manage it better. Other times there are. There are some wild, crazy 
crazy shifts in the vision because of diabetes, mm-hmm. those the patient usually knows. And okay, let's let's get it addressed. They can like ha- they probably have vision issues or oh yeah yep. pain or yep. you know something like that going on. Yep, you can have a lot of stuff that goes yeah. on because of that. But if you get it checked yearly, it just helps to keep up on that. Yeah. And and you know one of the things we like to do is take photos of that, which mm-hmm. I love because I can show the patient like this is actually your eye just like. 30 seconds ago when we took the yeah. photo, look at all this bleeding. Like mm-hmm. we've got to get this. And then you up. could like see the progression of the improvements exactly. of it or exactly. whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess I'm mainly asking because <clears throat> my dad has type two diabetes mm-hmm. and he's always had like perfect vision. Mm-hmm. Of course he's an old man. So he has to wear like readers or whatever, but you can just right. buy those like Walmart, you know? So him going to the eye doctor it was not, was probably something he probably never did that, you Correct. know, because yeah. I feel like probably most people that have good vision and they just always have, they don't probably hit up the eye doctor yearly. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I, <laughs> we always recommend that, especially once you get into the, you know, your fifties and sixties and beyond, you really need to have that. And there's a lot of things in the eye that can change that you might not notice your vision changing, mm-hmm. but man, if we don't address that especially now, with like age, yeah. If we don't address that now, like mm-hmm. you will have problems yeah. in the future. So, yeah. um, Definitely recommended to get that yearly. You know, there's diabetes, there's cataracts, there's macular degeneration, there's mm-hmm. dry eye, there's different conditions that youth may think you're okay with now, yeah. but give it a year and like we're gonna be in bad shape. Yeah, they so. kind of progresses like kind of yeah. quickly. Stuff so like that. listeners, get your eyes checked. <laughs> get your eyes checked yearly. I after I had my LASIK, uh, they you know follow up with you for like a few times yep. or whatever. Yep, yep. But then I don't know if I went to the eye doctor for like quite a long time. Oh, I did go. I did go intermittently <laughs> and like get checked out. But like I said, I think when you're a person that doesn't have insurance and you're like younger, I think that it's you tend to just be like I'm fine, you know. And when I did get my couple of checkups, like I was totally fine. And then of course, when I did notice that it's like, man, my eye sight is kind of slipping. Yeah. Went in and did the whole thing. And now of course I, <laughs> now I got to go yearly, <laughs> get my prescription updated. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, getting old's kind of a bitch with that, <laughs> you know? Well, the goal is 120. <laughs> <laughs> right. So is that your goal? Because like, you're always supposed to like shoot high with your goals. And then when you fall short, you end up still being like above you know, you still, you get closer than you would if like, say you shot for a hundred and then you live to like 85. But if you shoot to like 120, you could like live to a hundred. Does that make sure, sense? Sure. Yeah. That does make sense. You're like tricking I, yourself. Pat. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. I throw out that number. There's no scientific evidence or studies for that number. Whatsoever, yeah. Right. But I use that number because it is encouraging and it, and it makes you think like, oh, okay. Whoa. So like if longevity I'm, yeah, here, people. Yeah. 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 Like, okay. If I'm 35, that means I've got what? 85 more years left. Is that mm-hmm. math right? Maybe I listeners will correct me. If not. Uh, <laughs> And so like, I've, I've got to take care of myself. Yeah. And so like, it's, you know, whether it's your eyes or your body or, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. think about that. Where are you going to be in 50 years? What do you want mm-hmm. to be doing in 50 years? Where do you want your eyesight to be? Where do you want your health to be? You know, what do you want to be doing? Cause mm-hmm. you're all, you know, there's, even when you are 70, you can be a young 70 and mm-hmm. be doing awesome or you can be an old 70. So I've where do you want to be yes, at? Yes. I've seen it all yeah, too. I'm yeah. sure you see a lot of elderly people and the the difference between someone that has taken care of themselves and mm-hmm. someone who has not mm-hmm. 
is absolutely insane. Oh yeah. I'll see a 50, you know, year old person is like, man, you are dragging. And then the next person's 92 and I'm like, man, I wish I had as much energy as you do. Like you're awesome. So, yeah. And a lot of it is taking care of themselves and, and doing the right yeah. things. Having good genetics is helpful as well. Like yeah. you can destroy your good genetics, but some people I feel like they have such good genetics that like they're going to persist through like oh, yeah. quite a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Sarah will live to 104. <laughs> oh, she will? So she'll, she'll outlive Does me. Does she have good, um, good genetics? Oh, yeah. 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 Her oh, grandma awesome. was, was 95. Yeah. That's awesome. I am the opposite of that. And so I'm actually, I shouldn't say I'm scared to death, but I'm like, I really, now that I am over 40, I do kind of start to question like how long I might live. I don't know. It's kind of scary to like think about. 120. I'm going to live to 120. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why I, I mean, it's part of the reason why I do want to take care of myself, yeah. you know, because I definitely want to live as long as I can. And I don't want to be the person who like contributes to my downfall uh-huh. just because I would just like make bad decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to make it worse. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I want to like increase my, increase my prospect, like not decrease it, you know, by doing things that are knowingly going to decrease it. Right. Right. Like smoking or something like, I'm not going to do that. Right. Like that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's crazy. I think that that's some good info for people with the eye stuff, because I think that that's something to wear. I think it's like overlooked. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you think that. But. Yeah. And it's one of those things too, where you don't know what you don't know. You know, I will see some people that come in and they're little, call it 60 and they're like, well, I haven't had an eye exam in 20 years and they've got a problem unless, mm-hmm. and then we're able to take care of it. And then it's like, whoa, I, wow. I've been missing a lot. Yeah. Like I have not been able to see these things and now I can. And oh my gosh, what did I miss? You know, whether it was my grandkids or yeah. or like going to a show or a concert or a movie or like, I can't see these things mm-hmm. and you just n- didn't know what you didn't know. Do so you think that that happens kind of gradually? A lot Is of that. Why you don't notice maybe a lot of eye conditions do. Kinda yeah. Like it's a gradual. slow process. Yeah. Which is why I tell people, well, you should still come in for an eye exam because yeah. yeah, maybe it's not a sudden bang, wake yeah. up and I can't see, but you know, over 10 years worth of time, maybe it's yeah. gotten a little worse every year and now you really can't yeah. see. Or, I do wonder how much longer I would have gone had I not been like stuck at home, you yeah. know, before I like would have went in, like how much longer I would have been like squinting at everything. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> you don't really realize you're doing it. There you go. What yeah. really, really made me realize? I mean, I knew that I had been like having some issues, but I had thought like you can rationalize it, like, oh, well, I've been working on the computer for like four hours. Yep. Of course, my eyes are going to be tired. Yep. Yep. Of course, I'm going to have head a headache yep. or whatever. Yeah. Um. And then, but my kids were like playing this game where they had these flashcards out. And since my husband has always had these like eagle eyes or whatever, he yeah. likes to test like how far away you can like see the tiniest of writing. Yeah. yeah. So my kids are like getting further and further back in the house, uh-huh. like, you know, seeing if they can like read the cards or whatever. I was you sitting on the couch oh, no. and I was like, I'm like squinting and I'm looking <laughs> at the cards and I was like, oh, Whereas my kids were literally in the back of the house and yeah. could like see it. And yeah. so I was like, oh, damn, this is bad. <laughs> this is really bad. Like, ugh, okay, like you cannot see. Yep, yep. <laughs> so then I had to go in and like get the stuff done. But I don't know. I think for me too, it was a little bit, I had to like mourn my eyesight a little bit just because, you know, growing <laughs> up from like four years old wearing glasses and then getting the like 
miracle surgery of oh, LASIK, yeah. which is amazing. It is. I, when I realized I was like getting older and my eyes are like, you know, adjusting back to more like needing that prescription. I was just uh-huh. like, I was just kind of sad about it, yeah. you know? Cause yeah. you just like, you just, you have this in your mind that you're not going to need glasses, yeah. you know, until, yeah. oh, maybe I'll need readers. Like, yeah. but I was only like 40. So yeah. I'm like, you know, you're just like, I was just like maybe hoping for yeah. 10 more years. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, you know, when you think of it like that, it's a good correlation to like the things you do here in the gym and working out and eating right and things mm-hmm. like that. Like sometimes it just kind of catches up to you. So mm-hmm. doing those little things like getting yearly eye exams <laughs> or like working on your health, like what you're eating, your workouts yeah. and things like that, it'll get you to a good place. Yeah. Uh, do you, um, is there any like food that people should eat for like for their eyes. For their eyes, yeah. yeah. People always say Green like leafy vegetables. <laughs> yeah, carrots, kind of a myth. Green leafy vegetables, lots of those. Okay. Spinach, kale, all that stuff. Sweet. It's really, really good. Yep, yep. It's got I love spinach. lutein and zeaxanthin in it, which are really good for the back of the eye. So okay. those are excellent. No to one do. thinks about the back of their eye, Pat. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I do. I will. Help you your do. Eyes. You do. I will yeah. Help. Look You're at the like, back of your eyes. that's all I think about all day long, every day. So <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, um, we got over an hour in. I think we got a lot of good info yeah, out of you. This was fun. So <laughs> yeah. Um, glad you came in. I'm going to. I, I want to get Sarah's side of the story too. Oh yeah. I know originally you guys She's wanted such to, a good storyteller. Yeah. I knew you guys wanted to come or you had said like come in together, but I'm like, man, I don't really want to because yeah. it, it would be like a watered down story from like both of oh, you. Oh yeah. You got to have her. I do only have two microphones, so it is kind of hard to, sh- you guys would have <laughs> had to share one, which would have been like kind of awkward. So anyway, I'm going to get a hold, hold of Sarah and we'll get her, her in here. Um, I do have some like scheduled ones. So it'll probably be like a month or so, but get her in and you bet. do the you podcast. Bet. And I want to know more about like the, about the twins too, because I think twins are like, I've never had twins or anything, but I think yeah. it's like fascinating. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun stuff. Are they like identical twins too? So we were told they're fraternal, fraternal. Uh, okay. and, but they look identical. So a good reference is like Mary Kate and Ashley Olson. Uh-huh. They are not identical, oh. but boy, they, they look the they same. Do. So, same thing with our girls. So. I think a lot of um, people in general, like siblings, even if they aren't twins, can look like oh, yeah. so much alike, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and then of course there's twins that don't look really a lot alike too. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of, yep. just kind of depends, but okay. Sounds good. We'll get some more info. Um, thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening guys. We'll see you in the gym. Bye guys. <laughs>